What's up, guys? We're back talking baseball and things. As always, nothing new. Spring training started. New rules are in play. New rules. Three of them. Three important ones. So we've got life-changing rules. Very life-changing, actually. So we got the pitch clock. Um, that's been kicking people's ass lately. We got the new uh, size of the bases. Uh, they got a little bit bigger. Not a little bit, actually a lot of bit bigger. A lot of bit. And then uh, we have, um, they finally banned the shift. So Fuck that thing. We won't ever see uh, Manny Machado in right field anymore. We might. Maybe. Uh, what if the Padres want to put their new $350 million? Dollar, right. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. You might, what position is baseball over there, but you know what? <laughs> Whatever, dude. Whatever it takes to win that ring. But yes, no more third baseman in right field. So maybe Joey Gallo might bat over 200 this season. He's back, baby. He's back. Anyways, let's get down to it. I think the pitch clock is the most important right now because it's been kicking people's asses left and right so far this uh, this uh, spring training. Yes. All right. So if you don't know, you're about to fucking find out. Yeah. All right. If you're a hitter... Start with the hitters. Mm-hmm. So I think this affects the hitters more. I think it does because obviously it, it, they're affected first. They're affected first. They so, are. So, so if you're not in the box, both feet in, looking at the pitcher. It's a violation. It's a violation. You're not ready. You get a strike. Strike one. Oh, one. Do it again. Oh, two. Oh, two. Do it again. You're out. You're, out. you're done. But I feel like nobody really knows what also is in a hitter's head. Like, all right, I just took 102 down the middle. What is he going to throw at me now? A 91-mile-an-hour slider? A 87-mile-an-hour curveball? A 97-mile-an-hour fucking cutter? <laughs> you know? But, like, right now, like, what I've noticed right now with this going on, like, people are just throwing fastballs right down the middle. It's just, like, nobody's Getting ready shelled. for it. Just nobody's ready for it. Well, and then when once the... the once the hitters start to catch on mm-hmm. to like, all right, now though I'm seeing fastballs at a higher percentage in a high in in a hotter zone. I think the pitchers are really going to get damaged by this. And I oh, hundred percent. You know what yeah. I mean? The pitchers are really going to get damaged. And uh, if you don't know, the pitchers have 15 seconds to begin their windup. Yeah. It is not upon release. It is upon the beginning of your windup. Uh. The. Biggest incident, I guess we would say, is uh, the Braves game. Yeah, Boston Red, uh, Boston Red Sox, Atlanta Braves. Um, pretty much a dream scenario. Fucking, what was it? Top of the ninth, bottom of the ninth, ninth, ninth inning, ninth inning, ninth inning. Bases loaded, uh, full count. Batter gets struck out because he violated the pitch clock. And I get why that would create outrage, but we also have to remember this is spring training, so no game was going to end in nine innings. No game. Yeah, no game ends there. But if you flip the coin, right, mm-hmm. and the pitcher gets the violation of that 3-2 count, he walks in the winning run, and it's a walk-off. That would fucking suck. That would suck. It's like, that would, yeah. I, I get that, but at the end of the day, the rule's in place. So you got to get ready. And also, this, this intensifies the situation. This intensifies these situations. And I feel like it's good for baseball. I feel like baseball is one of the most nonchalant sports. Do you think that this would still be possible without the use of, use of pitch con? Definitely not. 
you know what I mean? Like if we were if we were still if like we're still doing signs. If we we're still doing signs from the dugout, there's Definitely no way not. that this system this system would even be able to succeed. I mean, considering that this pitch clock is cutting off 30 minutes of a game, I feel like you could do it, but it would have to be like a 20 25 second clock. Yeah. You would have to add at least 10 more seconds. So the game would be cut off what 20 minutes maybe? Yeah, exactly. So it's not a substantial difference. It's not a substantial difference, but I feel like if you were trying to do, you know, 15 seconds, batter has 7 seconds get in that batter's box, pitcher, they need they need to relay the signs of each other. I don't think it would happen like that. I feel like there'd be way more violations on the pitcher side than the batter side. Definitely. And I think at that point um for the teams, if there were any teams, I don't know who, if there were that weren't using pitch calm last year, and now it forces them to do it. I think certain pitchers weren't using it. Yeah, I think Max Scherzer wasn't using pitch calm. I think a couple pitchers weren't using. It. I think most most pitchers were, and I think most teams. I think every team every team just wants on the to pitcher. use it. Yeah, but I think for the pitchers now, like the people, like of course Max Scherzer, who's been in the league for over ten years, like fuck, dude, because. Now this, this was my this was my routine. This yeah, is how I did. Game. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like it fucks with them a little bit more. But like we like we were talking about the other the um, the other or when I was saw the other day, Manny Machado taking fastballs down the dick, going down swinging 3 riding three pitches. Today, the fucking Yankees Pirates dude took three pitches down the middle, looking twenty seconds. Twenty seconds. That's all it took. He swung at one. Yeah, he swung. Oh, he swung at yeah, he swung at one, but. Compare that to a three-minute, four-minute at-bat, and then 20 seconds. Yeah, true. So it cuts it off. I think it's good for the game, and I think it keeps keeps fans more focused. Definitely going to keep fans more focused. I know the alcoholics are mad. Old people are mad. Old people are mad for sure. If you were, I believe, if you were anywhere above the age of, like, 40, Uh you know, I got some 40-year-olds that I know that'd be like, I'm not old, you're old. Uh, if you're above the age of 40, I believe that the wide, the 80% of the population over 40 that watches baseball is pissed about this rule. Well, did you see that one video where they were, so there was uh, an at-bat they played. It was uh, Pedro Baez, who used to be a relief pitcher for the Dodgers, playing against the Cubs. And they did that one single at-bat, and they pretty much compared it to how many inside-the-park home runs Jose Altuve can run. And in that span of time, before Pedro Baez can get his next pitch off, Jose Altuve had run seven inside the park home runs. Yeah, and that, that's just one of those cases of pitchers just absolutely abusing the fucking situation. Abs, and then, you know, you call time, and then you got to get your timing ready. Because, honestly, I feel like... This might sound stupid as fuck, but I'm going to say it anyways. I really feel like this pitch clock was put in place. Obviously, the main point was to cut the games down. Right now, the average game, the game uh, period right now, is like two hours and a half. Which two is good. Hours, which is good. Which is good. I feel like that's solid. I feel like that's. But good. I also feel I wouldn't like want a baseball game to be any shorter. That's true. Yeah. Or, two, yeah uh, under two and a half hours true. for the money that we pay on tickets yeah. now and beer and the, the, what the bill includes, mm-hmm. like we wouldn't want that. But I feel like. When you looked at the last postseason, I forget which game it was, but it was San Diego versus New York. I forget which pitcher who it was, but San Diego kept fucking with his timing. Bad. And he just got shit on. I forget which pitcher it was. But he'd get up, he'd be in his windup, he'd be set, and the batter would be like, alright, time. Time. 
do it again. All right, time. Just fucking with this guy's timing, dude. Absolutely just brutal, brutal, like brutalizing him with this shit. And I feel like that's one of the factors, too, is because, like, I feel like they're trying to level the playing field now a little bit. Definitely trying to level the playing field. Because, dude, if you kept fucking with my timing, there's, there's, no, there's no telling what the hell my result's going to be at the end of this game. Yeah, no, no result. There's, there's no telling. Other than... Anyways, if it takes you two hours and a half to drink one beer, then you have an issue with yourself, and you probably should not go to one of these baseball games. I think it's just like the the that thirty minutes. You know, it's definitely taking a beer off of what I usually grab. You know what I mean? I think if people who watch You're definitely this, shaving a beer off of my game. But here's the thing: people who like to enjoy baseball games, people who like to go to watch these baseball games and you also enjoy drinking, I feel like the new routine should be okay. Game starts for me when I go to my baseball games, they start at 7-10, right? I eat at 2, leave by 3, get to the stadium by like 4.45, 5 o'clock. Probably go find my seat, do whatever for the next 30 minutes. Get my first beer within that hour and a half time frame. At this point, everyone buys beers. At, yeah, a beer for everybody at this point. Right, two for everybody. Buy one, drink my tall boy, whatever. Cool, I'm feeling great. Game starts probably buy two more because I'm not gonna wait in that 45 minute long line because within that time, six innings has just gone by. Yeah, exactly. So everybody has to switch up the routine, but at the end of the day, it's like you you're more engaged in the game, drinking your beer, watching the game. Because now you only have 15 seconds to do whatever you have to do on your phone between that time. Now it's not two minutes, three minutes. People abusing the fucking time clock. There's one. There was no time clock. Just abusing time as it is. Now you have to change up your whole routine. I feel like that's what old people are mad about because they have to change the routine every day, probably. So. Anyways, I think it only affects me when I'm gonna go watch a Yankees game and someone that I actually want to. I want. You know what I want to see. You know what I want to see so bad. And this is selfish to me. I want to see Yankee Stadium be in a situation like the Boston and the Braves game. And the Yankees pitcher violate that clock. I want to see how much chaos is causing Yankee Stadium. Bro. <laughs> I, want to, I just say, I want to see it. I want to see it. I just know Yankee fans are going to go gunning for that pitcher, dude. Yeah. Oh, for sure. If, if Joey Gallo wasn't stepping outside of his apartment, that Yankee pitcher might not be welcome back in the city ever again. Don't let it be a game that matters. It, uh, you know what I mean? If it was a game that matters. It would have been awesome if Aroldis Chapman were there still and he was the one that did it. So glad that guy's gone. It would be, that would, icing on the cake. Or other way around. Josh Don't Donaldson. let Josh Donaldson, Josh get Donaldson take his sweet ass time getting into that box and he's the one that just cost the game. Dream scenario. Down by one, bases loaded. Hey, at least it wouldn't be like a fastball down down the middle that he took. What would you be more mad at? Violating the clock or a fastball down the middle like he usually takes? I'm mad at everything that Josh Donaldson does equally because he should not be on the fucking Yankees. <laughs> that dude just breathes and I get irritated. Anyway, did you send me that hour and a half, or not hour and a half, minute and a half video of him taking pitches? Yes, there's a minute and a half video on the internet of Josh Donaldson just taking pitches down the middle. Down the middle, not just taking 
fastballs down the middle. Not taking, you know, like... I think I'm going to post that video on our Instagram. Filthy account. pitches that just, you know, just end up hit down the middle like with Zach Grank he throws a fucking 50 mile an hour fucking curveball and it just, just dro- and it, it just, just drops in the middle no these are fastballs that are just going down the dick I think I'm gonna post play. that video on our Instagram account oh my I might God. I might put it as a what's it called a highlight honestly it's I don't like, know how the fuck you can you can mount up a minute and a half worth of clips of him just taking strikes down the middle taking strikes not even not swinging, not swinging at him just taking them right. actually you know what I think is it called um, baseball savant? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what he got it off, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they'll, okay. What they'll do is they'll, uh, I believe you could like hot zone and like you t- break it down to like the finest level. Like literally Josh Donaldson. Pitch, I'm going to take that video and then I'm going to take like, a video of Joey Gallo. How many fucking fastballs he swings at strike three. You should do, you should do one of how many opposite field hits Joey Gallo got in the course of last season. I bet you. Would be I right. saw two of them in LA personally, so I, think I bet you it'd only be like maybe a two two minute clip. I need to find. I need to do that. So, that would be awesome. Um, but anyways, getting back on track. Uh, next would be the bigger bases. I don't. What's the issue with that? It, Is it, it's supposed so to like, promote. Uh, it's supposed to reduce bat, base path injuries. Okay. By I believe they said that it was about thirty percent uh, reduced uh, base running injuries mm-hmm. uh, due to the bigger bases. Now you don't have the uh, for, I, I uh, blah, blah, blah. let me find the words. The most common thing that I would think of is the runner running down the line and the first baseman now having those extra that extra two or three inches mm, okay, off the saying. baseline. Yeah. Which also saying, makes you know. it a little bit shorter of a throw, which also is going to mean that runners are going to hustle, have to hustle just that much harder out of the box now. Okay. And it's also supposed to encourage more stolen bases. To be honest, I don't. Because I believe it's from. The, I feel like the, yeah, I feel like stolen bases are lost art in this game right now. Uh, yeah, that's why I think that they made the bigger bases because it sh- shuts down, it cuts the distance between the edge of the bases by like six inches. Okay. Yeah, that's not. That's actually. So it. I like that in, a lot, it, At face value, it doesn't seem like that much. You know what I mean? Just cutting six inches down, but it is. How many times do we see that the catcher only gets in there by six inches? That's true. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. He barely getting in. So now, now tags are gonna have to be faster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That shortstop coming across to swipe down on you at second, he's really gonna have to snap that glove down. Uh, the the throw is gonna have to be a lot more accurate now. That's actually really good because, like I said, I feel like stolen bases is a lost art right now. And I think we'll. I think the the elite uh, the elite speed is gonna have a field day with this. The Trey Turners, you know what I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if Trey goes twenty five, twenty five this mm-hmm. year at least. Maybe if Ronald Acuna stays healthy, it, you know what I mean. If if if, they, if those guys can stay healthy, those we're guys. looking at possibly seeing forty forty seasons again. That'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. I don't remember the last 40-40 season I saw. I want to say it was Alfonso Soriano, but I could be wrong. Yeah, so. I don't remember the last one. So, I like the bigger bases. I do like the bigger bases. I do like the bigger bases. I think it's going to make the game more exciting. I think we'll see a lot more runners in scoring position. I also won't be able to run over anybody's foot at first. And then. Things like that. And and then on top of that, transitioning into the no shift, right? Yeah. The no shift with the bigger bases now. Mm -hmm. Baseball is exciting. Yeah. 
Because now I can hit the ball. And if you're playing double play, and people have to fucking work on defense. If you're playing, if you're right, if you're sitting in double play depth, right, and I'm looking to turn two, and that guy goes, Mm -hmm. right, he pulls you off your spot, and now you don't really have this shift. You can't. You can still be shifted with the runner on first, but Mm -hmm. can't be shifted as much because you got to hold the runner. Now I got that gap, and now we can move him all the way around the bases. So I don't know. I think it's gonna make the game more fun overall. I feel like the the, the, the the banning of the shift is gonna put some fans in shambles. Yes, because you have you have very analytical baseball front office exactly. that That's depend what I'm on saying, the shift. Dude. Well it's not even that. So I was watching this um video the other day. Um Tim Anderson was on a on a podcast and one of the fucking podcast guys were like, Hitting three hundred like doesn't matter anymore. And Tim Anderson was basically like, Whoa, Dog, if you're bad at 300 in MLB, bro, you're fucking good. Like, it doesn't matter. Especially like, in this day. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, but people hit bloopers, you know, all these bullshit ground. But it's like, dog, the whole point of this game to get on is base. to get on fucking base, no matter what it is. If you're able to get on base more than you get out, you are going to be in the MLB for a long time. Yeah. And I feel like that's what people don't understand. And now I think with the shift ban, it's like... And the other day, I actually saw a clip where Matt Olson hit a ground ball into you know the right side of the field into the shift. The same type of ground ball he hit the other day, and it was a single. And now people are going to pair. Well, he didn't hit it hard enough. And it's like, dude, who gives? He's still on first. Five? He's still on first. He didn't get out. He did his job, no matter what it was. Fuck, dude. If I were gonna, if if it meant for me to get hit by a pitch almost every other at bat, and my OBP goes up st- like exponentially, yeah, dude, I'll. Take 90 to the fucking gut every single fucking time. I'm getting on base. And I'm helping my team out on the same time. But I feel like the new analytic, analytical fans are just going to be like, well, you know, I mean, he, it's whatever. His BIP isn't that high, but he's batting 300. Who cares? He doesn't hit the ball hard enough. Those are the same idiots that say Derek Jeter's overrated when IKF has better of those advanced stats than Derek Jeter. I've never liked those advanced dance uh, st- stats. You know what I mean? I think I think IKF has a positive forty three DRS and Derek Jeter has a negative one sixty two DRS overall time. You name me one fucking competent fucking not even comp. You don't even have to be competent. You name me one person on this planet that would rather have IKF as their shortstop than Derek Jeter. There's probably going to be one fucking person because these fans are stupid as fuck nowadays. Uh, you- There's going to be one stupid asshole. That's going to make that argument. That's going to argue about that. And you're going to win that argument. And he's going to say, you know what? I'd still rather take it. That's my personal opinion. It doesn't make any sense. Like, you, these advanced stats, man. They don't know. What the, like, it's the money ball situation. It's the situation that you see in money ball. When they bring fucking Jonah Hill into the office. And they're like, who the fuck is this numbers nerd? When we've been fucking scouting baseball for fucking 25 years, Billy Bean. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's the fight. That is the fight at, at this point. You talk to any asshole on the internet about baseball, and they're just going to bring up these advanced stats and uh, B-war and F-war. Like, bro, there's not even one common way to fucking figure out someone's war. Based on fan graphs or baseball reference. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's just based off of the... And then the, there, it, there's another argument. It's like, well, baseball, well, B-war is better than that. It's like, dude, it... You know what I mean? So you're just like... I don't Someone know. brought up uh, Dante Pache's stat line. He hit like 300-something with 30 home runs, like 100-something RBIs. He had a negative one point something more that season. 
Yes, because it was in the steroid era. But it's like, and they're like, well, how bad was this defense? It's not even the point, dog. You got to understand, you can have okay defense, but if you're putting up slash lines like that, you're going to be in the league for a long time. Yeah. You are going to be in the league for a long time. There's no way hell in my mind that these dudes with shitty defense, a.k.a. kind of Trey Turner because he was horrible in postseason, his ass still got 300 million because of what he could do offensively. I bet you Aaron Hicks is a great advanced stat. I bet you he is. I bet you he <laughs> fucking is, dude. And like that one year as well. Um, uh, who was who was the side? It was between Robbie Ray and Garrett Cole. Oh yeah. Everybody kept bringing up fucking Garrett Cole to advanced stats, stats. and yeah. here's here's Robbie Ray with like leading in ERA. ERA and so was like, well, e- I have these. ERA. <laughs> ERA. I have these. Strikeouts and whip. Like, come they're on, bringing bro. up like his K through nine, B through nine, his K rate, his walk rate, his fucking um, his FIP, his everything, and I'm just like. Well, Robbie Ray has more strikeouts. <laughs> I, I like I don't I don't understand it. But why, back to the shift. Why like yeah. trying to overcome? Back to the shift, man. I feel like this is gonna put advanced statners in shambles. But I don't give a fuck. If you're getting on base, you're getting on base. If Joey Gallo gets that ball through that hole, I don't care. I don't care. And here's the thing: you can still shift, right? In theory, you just can't fucking like just overcome. The second, the second baseman cannot cross second base. The shortstop cannot. It's basically cross how the base. shift was way back, how it was like ten years ago. Yeah, you That's can. All it is. You can shift, but that that second baseman now can only go so far. If it's a lefty with dead pull, like how you shift to an Albert Pujols at the mm-hmm. end of his career. Yeah, where it's just it's pull or nothing. Yeah, you know what I mean. He can line up right behind second base. On his half of the bag, it's a di- like it's a diamond or a square for a reason. However the fuck you want to look at it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. That point he doesn't cross it. He's still up the middle. If he's if the if he's still behind on a fastball and he hits it to the right side, it was a hit whether he could shift or not because he's still going to be up the middle. Mm-hmm. But now it just it, we can't put four guys on that side of the field. You know what I mean? I can't put my first baseman, my second baseman, my third baseman, and my shortstop all on that side of the field. You I can't. Can. I can't. You also have to keep three outfielders. I can't put another guy in the outfield. Well, there was another clip like that too, where fucking Corey Seager was just raking towards the right side and kept getting caught because because you shit. have two guys. Because you, you have two guys. Two right guys there, out and there. It's like, now. dude, and that's the thing. Like the argument, and they, and be, they must stay on the dirt. Yeah, they have to stay on the dirt. That's the big thing. Like, uh, I think staying on the dirt is bigger than the dividing the field in half up the middle. Dividing that, and you're on the grass. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. If if you could still move that second baseman into shallow right and say, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just gonna give up the grounder to second base for the single, great. But now you can't even do that. If you hit a blooper out there and it lands, and it's it's a knock, it's a knock. That's why I didn't understand why a lot of a lot of players last like past years with the shift being that exaggerated i would literally piss you off and bunt down the left side line well we've seen a lot of players that you wouldn't and never expect to bunt and they pull that third baseman right and they leave yeah. that shortstop in the six hole you leave them there and then they just drop down a butt joey gallo would do it joey gallo would do it max he, Muncy would do it they would Fucking do it brandon from, crawford was a master at that. And exactly so now you still got guys. These guys can still bunt because you forced them to bunt mm-hmm. over the past couple seasons with this exaggerated shift. But now that dude can still hit a hundred hundred mile per hour exit velo liner into the gap that you now can not like not how be it was in. Way before, yeah. So 
I think it's great. I yeah, I think so too. I think it's great because like the only I think it was like two years ago when Joey Gallo was like, well, it was hard to hit a double. And it's like, well, first you've got to put bat to ball. So there's that important factor that you got to do it. But then every time he would, he would hit in the shift. Exactly. He'd hit right into the shift. So, and I've seen a lot of fans with that during the offseason when he was a free agent speculate about that. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, maybe we should bring in Joey Gallo as a fourth outfielder. Without the shift, might be a little more open to it. But Hicks is the same kind of left. When he hits left handed, he hits into the shift. Well, you got to understand, too, like, players like him are still putting up over 800 OPS numbers but that's because you know the slug don't the slugging and also he he's also able to draw a walk yeah joey gallo is also able to draw a walk same thing with max muncie had a shit season but he was also able to draw a walk more than more than once almost every game. yeah so the in the ob so the obp still stays relatively decent you can have a bad power season but your obp is the same because you're drawing walks yeah exactly but who knows this season could be fucking different where it can be evened out because Everything's different. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Joey Gallo has to change the way he's up in that stance, up in that box, doing his ticks and whatever he does up there because of the new clock. Yeah. I think with the new clock, Anthony Rizzo is going to have a field day in the box. He's always ready. Yeah. He's always ready the way he stands over the plate now, and you only have 15 seconds to recalibrate that space. Unless they just start jamming his elbow like crazy. Exactly. Like you're either going to have to go high and tight, and when you get those, that's a veteran guy. You're not going to get some of those calls, the younger guys. Not at all. You know what I mean? You're just going to go up and in on the hands. Like You're not going to get that against Anthony Rizzo if you've only been in the league for two, three You've got to be respected a lot if you're getting those calls. To start getting those calls on Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. So... I don't know. I think I think a couple players we could expect to have a great season without this shift rule, and then some players I think they'll pro- project above their last year's numbers, but not by night and day. You know what I mean? And I think that's the goal here, dude. I think that's the hundred. I think that's the goal. Because it really sucks when you fucking hit a liner right into that gap and you stand up happy, and then oh, it's a ground out. I seen a I seen a stat the other day, and it said. Um, the I'm, I'm gonna exaggerate the numbers. My numbers aren't gonna be accurate, but mm-hmm. it was something like the number of home runs from shortstops between the years 1980 to 2003. Mm-hmm. It was like 87. Something it's something low, you know. Yeah. It was like not a lot. You got 30 shortstops in the league it, it, uh, on the high end. Let's say 300. Yeah. They did the stat for shortstops last year, and it was like 800 home runs. It's a new game, dude. It's a new game. It's a game. real new game. But. but we'll dive into that on our next episode. Um, but that pretty much sums it up for... That sums up the rules, though. So. I just can't wait for the chaos for the pitch clock. I can't wait for the more chaos to add on. How many people are still going to be mad about it? It'll be great. I can't wait to fucking be at the Dodger game June 3rd with you and see them lose because of a pitch clock violation to the Yankees. I don't give a fuck. Dude. I go every year. I just go just to watch the Yankees, don't I? <laughs> fuck. I better see Aaron Judge. You know, actually, no, fuck that dude. Because I saw that dude hit two bombs a couple seasons ago. And I was mad. Then I saw Didi Gregorius hit a fucking grand slam. I'm like, I'm out of here, dude. I don't fucking be here no more. <laughs> this shit. But yeah, that pretty much sums it up for these new baseball rules. That's going to piss y'all off this season. It'll be fun. We'll endure them together. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll see you on the next one. Later. Appreciate it.